basically, we learned yesterday was like this. Hashem is telling us right now that we're at the threshold of the coming of Mashiach. And all the signs of the Torah are pointing to that happening. So the question is, what is a Jew supposed to do when you're at this, like, in-between stage? Mashiach is supposed to come any second, but he hasn't yet come. So the basic idea that we're trying to, to, to explore what it really means is that the words of the Tzemach Tzedek, who told someone who wanted to move to Israel, make here Israel. So to understand what those words mean, make here Israel, uh, by the way, what, well, I don't know if you heard the shirim while you were gone, but we learned the whole sicha about, the, the, as soon as you guys left, about the, the power of the heir of Israel, how it helps people do tshuva, and helps people become smarter. What about this? Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> upon him, so the idea of what does make here Israel mean? It would seem that we're all davening every set, that we, sh- we should go to Israel, and we're waiting to move to Israel. We're not in Israel yet. So what's the meaning of the word to make here Israel? So to understand this, we began exploring the subject of this week's parasha, the division of the land of Israel. And the Torah says that Israel is divided through a lottery. And we learned yesterday that it's not only that Israel is divided by means of a lottery, but the lottery itself had to prove that the lottery was authentic. And that's... And that's because Hashem wrote in the Torah, Ach Bagoro, only with the lottery shall the land be divided. So that means not only is the lottery the means to which Hashem divides the land, but the lottery itself has to stand alone and prove itself. The lottery cannot be supported by anything else, because then it would not be the true fulfillment of the words, only with the lottery. So, that, so how does the lottery prove itself? So we learned a miracle happened. The lottery itself, the paper itself spoke and said, I am the lottery. But our question was, okay, Hashem did say that. The question is, why did Hashem say that? What's the point of Hashem saying, only with the lottery shall let the land be divided? Why did Hashem insist that that's the method through, through which the, letter, the land has to be divided? Why couldn't Hashem have divided the land in a way that's less theatrical, that's less uh, Harry Potter-dick? Why is it there need for the paper to talk and to prove itself? Hashem said only with a lottery, but why do you have to say it that way? So, to understand this, we went a step further in the question, and we said the real question is, the lottery is just a means to an end. The lottery is just a way to divide the land of Israel. It's not, it doesn't have any, any intrinsic value, it's just a way to do something. So if it's just a means to an end, the question is even greater, so why is it so um, important that it has to be able to prove itself when it's just a tool? So to answer this, we brought in the Raghachav. The Raghachav says that when a Kohen has wrong thoughts, he invalidates the sacrifice. There are various stages in the Kohen's service, in the sacrifice. There's the slaughter of the animal, there's accepting the blood, there's walking to the place of the altar, and there's sprinkling the blood upon the altar. The Torah says that if the Kohen has wrong thoughts in any of these stages, the sacrifice is invalid. Now, the Kayan's thoughts are pertinent when he slaughters the animal, because that's part of the service. And when he threw spr- sprinkles of blood, it's also part of the service. But the question is, with Raghachavar's question is, why is it also pertinent what he thinks when he's just walking from the area of the slaughter to the area of the altar? And the Raghachavar answers, there's no such thing as it happens to be in Yiddishkeit. If the Kayan cannot do the service without walking from the place of the slaughter to the altar, 
that's part of the service. That's also a mitzvah. And since it's also a mitzvah, of course, his thoughts at that time are pertinent to the sacrifice because that's part of the service. But how is it part of the service? It's not part of the service. Not officially part of the service, but if Hashem arranged that the service cannot be done without that stage, then that stage is part of the service. And therefore, that means to an end stage is, is important and the highest amount of care has to be done to that, that uh, in-between stage. Basically, in Yiddish, there's no such thing as a means to an end. Unlike other religions, which believe that the end justifies the means, Lahavdil, the Yiddish guy doesn't believe that. The Yiddish guy believes that every step of the way has to be done with the highest level of sanctity because Hashem made the whole world. And Hashem wants every, Hashem's intention is not just the end game result. Hashem's intention is also the way you get there. And so the Kohen's steps towards the altar are part of Hashem's mitzvah. If Hashem arranged it that way, in His world, that's the way it works. So there is a, a stage where you're walking, then walking is part of the mitzvah. And the same is also with all things that things which are just means to an end are not just means to an end. They also have intrinsic value. There's no such thing as something which does not have intrinsic value. Everything that God created has intrinsic value, has, has purpose. This will help us understand back to the lottery. We're on top of page 54. The same is also, and even more, in regards to the lottery through which Hashem divides the land of Israel. Although the lottery is an introduction, it's just a preface, it's just a way to get to divide the land. Since this is, this is the way that Hashem chose to divide the land, this is something God commanded many times. There has to be a lottery. So the lottery retains, the lottery. Um, receives the lottery it, we attribute to the lottery great significance unto itself in addition to it being a means to do something, doing something great it has intrinsic value even the seemingly just uh, happenstance elements within it publicity of the lottery the authenticity, the proving of authenticity of the lottery, since those are details about something holy, they matter to the actual thing that's happening. Similarly, you could publicize it any way you want. You don't have to have the lottery screaming, I am the lottery, in order to get the word out. You could just you know, put it on Instagram or something. But the Abishur specifically wants that the lottery should prove itself because the lottery is not what we think a means to an end is. The lottery has intrinsic value. And therefore, in order for the lottery to be complete, that Hashem's words, that the land should be divided with the lottery, those words should be fulfilled, it was important that the lottery itself would scream and say, I am the lottery. That, that indicates that the lottery itself has importance and it has the ability to divide the land. Why would you think otherwise if it didn't scream? What? What, if, if it didn't scream the name of the Shevet, so you might think that You might think that the lottery is just happenstance. You, you wouldn't think the lottery has value. You would think, well, 
they, they said that uh, uh, tribe of Reuven should be next to the, uh, this hotel, but uh, that, 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 that's not fair. Of course Shema should be next to that hotel. Of course uh, Yehuda so should... It takes away all more mortal reasoning and, 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 con- and conclusion making by... Right, and then you realize Hashem is one who said this. It's not just that they just happen to be this way and just such a chance thing and it's just a... Otherwise, you think the lottery just happened to be this way, and, and who says it's even valuable what the lottery says? First is the divine confirmation, right? Right. First, the laws are the... Before, before the Goral. Correct. Then, as the, they're putting the hand in the Goral, there's, a, there's a, again, a divine speech saying, this matches this. I'm not sure if it happened when I put his hand in. We talk about okay. now. But that's the... Allah's are first announced. This is what the outcome of the lottery will be. Then he put his hand in and took out the paper, and the paper itself then spoke. And it said, I am the lottery of... Uh, and am I left to the speaking, the sentence speech, versus him just reading and showing everybody that this is what it says? I think that leaves room for thinking that Slide it's rigged. Yeah. The uh, fact that I, I was able to predict every single... It's a paper that came out of these hats. They're going, oh, no, some, something's up, yeah. something's up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, where? <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't go to uh, watch so many magician shows. They, they certainly would have been impressed with Lazar announcing the outcome of the lottery before. But the problem with that is what's missing from, is that that would not be the lottery proving itself. That would be a Lazar proving the lottery. Hashem says, says only with the lottery should the land be divided. Means the lottery not only has to divide the land, the lottery has to prove that it's real. Even though people seemingly would have been convinced just from this proclamation before it Right, and they were convinced that, that that already proved it. But Hashem wants the lottery itself to prove itself. Why? Just to remove any aspect of the death? Because the detail itself is wrong, but we don't know why yet. Because no such thing in Yiddishkeit is a means to an end. The land, the land of Israel is being divided through the lottery. The lottery itself has significance. There's no such thing as just a means to an end. It, even a means to an end has importance. The lottery was just a tool. It's not just a tool. The lottery has importance. What this means, according to Chesed, is as follows. The concept of conquering, dividing, and settling in the land of Israel hints to the Jewish people conquering an unholy land, Eretz Shiva Goyim, the land of the seven nations, Eretz Yisrael, to make from the land of the seven nations, to make that the land of the Jews, Eretz HaKodesh, to make it a holy land, to make it a holy Jewish land, a land that is obvious in this land, its connection to Yiddishkeit, to godliness and holiness, to Al-Kus by the Jewish people using the land to fulfill in the land and through the land the mitzvahs of the land. That's the meaning of conquering the land. To make the land which is not holy and to reveal its connection to holiness. To show this is a land of godliness, of holiness, of Yiddishkeit. Lovnei's show next column is Beis Hamikdash. To build there the base of Mikdash, which God says about the base of Mikdash, make for me this Mikdash, Hashem says, and I will dwell there. This is the point of the whole creation. To conquer the physicality of the world, 
and to make from the world a home for Hashem. Just like when a person lives in his own home, he's able to express himself fully, so too does Hashem want to have this world, the lowest world, to be his home, that means a place which expresses godliness and holiness. This world should express and reveal godliness. So the Jewish people conquering the land of Israel and making it no longer a land of the nations, but a land of the Jews, and revealing holiness and godliness in, in that land is representative of the whole point of creation, to make the world, the Tachtoinim, the non-holy world, and to make that a place for Hashem. So, in order that this conquest should be complete, it needs to be done in every detail. Both the conqueror has to be fully involved, engaged, and also the conqueree has to be fully conquested. Aleph. Uh, the land has to be completely conquered. You can't just p- conquer part of the land. If there's a part of the land that is not conquered, it's not fully conquered. There's something that's missing, even in the parts that have already been conquered, by the fact that there are other parts which have not been conquered. Which is simply, simply understood. You're still endangered by the people which are your neighbors in the land that has not yet been conquered. So if you are, there's a part of the land which has not been conquered, that puts in danger the parts that have been conquered. So you haven't fully conquered the land until, until it's all been conquered. Otherwise, you're in danger. But that's what happened with Phyllis. That's what happened, right? Yeah. Exactly. The Torah predicted that, but the Torah predicts it in, in the Torah. The Torah says, if you will leave them, they are going to be thorns in your side. So that's in regards to the conquested area. The conquested area has to be fully conquested, otherwise you're running the risk of being attacked again and, and losing what you've gained. And, conquered. Huh? Yeah, not conquested, conquered. Okay, thank you. And also the conqueror. When is this land considered to be fully conquered? We said before, the Jewish people have to conquer this land and cause this land to be a place where it's fully apparent that this land is a land of holiness and goodness. Let me guess, on the plane you were deciding, one of your achatas was, you're not going to ever go on Instagram in the middle of, of uh, chassidus. Yeah, I wanted to call in and listen, but they gave me a hard time for making calls. <laughs> so, so um, when... You know my real achat was? I would make so much money that I can buy any possible store in you would ever think of learning so we would always have books that's what I actually thought of that's not it's only like 20 grand probably it's not even like that crazy. so amen okay so when do we say that you're conquering the land fully there's one thing that the land is conquered completely there's another that you are fully present in 
the conquest of the land. The, uh, the conqueror has, in order for it to be considered a full conquest, he has to be fully engaged. That means he's investing his entire being. In his whole being, all of his thoughts, his words, and his actions are completely present in conquering the land. We're talking about the soldiers. We're talking about the Jewish people conquering the land of Israel. If he's only conquering the land, let's say, with his actions, without his thoughts, without his words, he's not giving instruction to the, to the, to the generals, and not giving instruction to, the, to the, um, uh, those who he has conquered, or he's only using his thoughts and actions, he's not using his speech, if he's not using all three garments of thought, speech, and action, there is, it's not a full conquest, and automatically the place that he, that, that he has conquered is not fully conquered. If he is not fully present in conquering the land, there's something that's going to be missing in this conquest. It's not only that the land has to be fully conquered, the, the, the force that enters the land of Israel to conquer the land has to be fully engaged with thought, speech, and action. Otherwise, the land will not fully be conquered. Can you describe what that, was? that was explained. Same is also in regards to our conquering the world, to make the world a home for Hashem. What is considered to be a full home for Hashem? What's considered, at one point that we say that you've completed a home for Hashem, number one, Number one, that there's no part of the home that in every detail of the home you could see that this belongs to the owner of this home. As everyone said that the simon of Emesa Balabasta, Balabasta, a lady of her home, she makes sure that everything that's in the home has a reason why it's in the home. It affects every detail of the home is, is, is uh, thought about. So, number one is, the home for Hashem means that there's no part of the world, there's no part of this home, you cannot see the owner. In every detail of the world, it's recognizable who the owner of the world is. Obeys, a second point is, as we said by Israel, there cannot be any part of Israel that's non-conquered, otherwise your whole conquest is weak. And it could be, you could be overthrown by the people that you've conquered. <clears throat> Even the areas that you've already conquered could be lost. Number two, the person who's living in the home has to be a full expression. In order for this home to be a home for this person, he has to be fully expressed. Not only does the place that he's living in, every part of it, connect to him, but he has to have full expression in his thoughts, in his words, in his action, in this home. If he only has freedom to think what he wants to do in the home, but not to say it, but not to do it, that's not full expression. He's not full expressing himself. So to regards to Hashem's home, the perfect home for Hashem means that every part of the world expresses, every detail of the gashmis, the physicality of the world, expresses God's presence. And number two, that Hashem's essence is revealed. Not just that Hashem is revealed in every corner of the world, 
But how much of Hashem is revealed? That Hashem's full essence is revealed everywhere. Just like by a human being. That a home means that you're able to express not just your... Uh, that you're fully, fully there, you're fully expressed. Your essence is there. Your words are there. Your action is there. I know when I was a child, I didn't like going to certain people's houses because every one of my friend's houses smelled like their, their father's cologne. And some, <laughs> some colognes were, were, were nasty. But a home means... That, that you are fully expressed in that home. So just like as it is in conquering the land, if, to answer your questions, if you're, if you're going to conquer the land and you're not going to uh, be fully engaged in the details of the uh, battle, you're not going to, to, to tell those soldiers that you've captured what's supposed to happen. To, and you're not going to take charge and, and, and fully be engaged and, and say what needs to be said and, and think what needs to be thought, then the conquest is not going to be full. It's, it's simple. If you're not fully engaged in this important mission, then there's going to be cracks in it. So it's not just that you have to conquer every part of the land of Israel, but you have to be fully engaged yourself in, the la- in conquering the land. Otherwise, it's going to be noticeable in the uh, it's, in in the work that's that's that's, that's been done that it's not it's not. Uh... There, were, there were many times on this trip. Yeah. We engaged with Yidden who believed with their hearts that the prophecies have all been fulfilled, and that Israel in its current state is they wouldn't use the word that this, this is the destiny. You remind me of what happened yesterday in, in uh, downtown. This Jew says, you have to hear this new film called Schitzel. So other, that, no, he said Schitzel. So, so, so the other Persian guy is like, oh, Rabbi, Rabbi, I want to get Schitzel. Can you please send me Schitzel? So, so, um, so I'm like... I don't know if I'm saying you should. So he, the other guy's like, it's kosher, it's kosher, it's Orthodox rabbi, just send it to him. It's, and the other really guy is there, he's like, I know what shitzel is. It's when you sell the merchandise to the guy, it's called shitzel. <laughs> <laughs> that's what? how one of the guys exactly sounds. Mamish, what you just said, he said, I saw it. It's a series. It's really good. Uh, anyways, so, so, so then the, the, uh, the, uh, there's big machlekes why they can't find it because they're looking for it. They can't find it because they're looking for it, but all they have is shitzel. They don't have what, what's the occasion, doctor? But anyways, a home for Hashem is the, the way it is now. Is not yet the goal. It's not. It's, it's, it's we're just at shitzel. We're waiting for Mashiach. No one even has Mashiach on their on their list. We we had this 